0: in front
1: girl calm the fuck down it's not that serious i will go with you under one condition you must promise me that there's not going to be any drama i promise i promise Look at me in my eyes and promise. I promise no drama, Alexandria.
0: Welcome back to Old Fogies and Films. Each episode, the members of this panel will take turns of standing from the watch and discuss. Really, you get it by now. There are five cars on this crazy train. Ruth. Shali. Uh-huh. Gia. Yeah. And the best caboose, Eric. <laughs> As we noted last time. For the first cycle of season three, we thought it would be interesting if each of us tried to complete a theme with our first movies from seasons one and two. My movies were *A Clockwork Orange* and *The Fruit Machine*. So this round, we watched *Tangerine*. Are you getting this subtle connection I'm making? No. So <laughs> uh, t- I know mine was really hard to find a, a, no. a, a third. Uh, <laughs> so um, usually it's not so hard to find a third if you're really into that thing, but. Uh, anyway,
1: Tantorine
0: <laughs> is about one day in the life of several characters who work the streets of LA on Christmas Eve. The pot stirrer is Cindy, a trans sex worker who was released from prison after a month and searches for her boyfriend slash pimp to confront him about cheating on her. The film is somewhat freeform, using non-actors in the lead roles, and it was shot entirely on iPhone 5s's. I thought maybe I'd ease everyone into the holiday season with this very special Christmas movie. What did you think? <laughs> Let's start with uh. Pahad.
2: Sure. Um, so I don't know if I'd necessarily label it as like a Christmas movie everybody should watch on a yearly basis. So just say that. Tradition, um, new tradition. <laughs> yeah. uh, Fun for the family. Um, yeah. yeah, also it would be good to put that disclaimer out there. If you do watch this, do not watch it with children anywhere nearby. Uh, mainly for what they might hear. Less of what they will see, but more what they would hear. Um, so with that said, I'll be honest. Starting the movie, and when it first started playing, I was like, what am I watching? I don't know if I can I can do this. Uh, you know, we've already <laughs> gone through this with Tromeo and Juliet. And I was like, what, what, what's happening? But big difference, though, once I was partway through this movie and then done with the movie and took a step back and thought about what did I just watch? It hit me, you know, with Tromi and Juliet, it, 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 it's just bonkers. Right. But, but Tangerine, it, I've had to sit and be like, you know what? It's reality. Like this is what it's like for people in certain parts of the country, certain types of um people themselves. Like, they go through this situation day in and day out. This is their everyday life. And for me to have sit there, be sitting there and be like, oh, this is ridiculous. It's so outlandish. It's very naive of me to think that and be like, oh, this is a horrible movie because none of this stuff is reality. It is reality. That's what's crazy. The movies we watch and we cling to and we appreciate are so polished and that's not real reality. Like the Marvel movies, the romantic comedies, all like everything that we watch and we love. That's all so fake. That never happens. This one was jarring because it actually does happen. The, the people aren't polished actors, but they are pretty much being themselves and going through situations that they go through. And it, it's like a raw look in the life of like people in this part of the country. And so I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I was very naive in the beginning of the movie while watching it and just jumping to a thought of like, oh, I hate this. I can't get through it. To really taking that step back and being like, you know what? This gave you a real glimpse into the real world, which you don't get often. Even you guys know me in reality TV, right? I'm a reality TV junkie. But that is not reality either. The majority of Americans aren't millionaires hawking their products on TV, fighting with each other over $1,000 dinner nights out, you know? That's the reality TV we watch, but that's not raw reality. Um, It's more akin to, like, those shows you see on, like, A&E, like, Parking Wars, or, um, you know, that just plops a camera somewhere and you're seeing what's going on. The other part I think that I really appreciated about it was the fact that it was filmed with just an iPhone 5S, I think three different ones, because it really was like, cap. it's me just taking a phone and just filming what's going on rather than having these amazing cameras, all these angles, all this crazy editing, just to make it so polished that it all fed into this. This is raw. This is reality. And as outlandish as everybody was acting and seemed, that's what people can be like. And that's what their world is like. And it made me, I'm not going to say like, I lo- I'm i not saying I loved the movie and I'm going to watch it every year before Christmas but I appreciated what was being done and what was being portrayed um so with that it really just sitting back and taking myself out of it for a moment made me get that appreciation.
0: you Fahad I appreciate we're starting with a little (laughs) a little positivity but I know this is not a movie for everyone so let's see what it was like for Ruth.
3: Okay, um, so <clears throat> when I first started it too, I was kind of just thinking, Oh, you know, trying to figure out what was going on too, and I was like, Gosh, but um, part of me was, I don't know if I'm just funny or something like that. At first, I was like, Gosh, there's a lot of cussing and stuff, <laughs> <laughs> I'm that person, I guess, but um, <laughs> it took me a little while to kind of get what was going on and everything as far as like what the main plot was, just because I knew kind of, obviously, you know, they were kind of working, but also trying to get, figure out what's going on as far as with um Cindy's man and all that. Chester. But. Chester. That's right.
2: Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, while, while we're on Chester, just quick question. Did anybody recognize him without looking him oh, up? Oh, why do you do
1: that? I was going to say that. That was my, that
0: was my thing. <laughs> I recognize. Yeah. Yeah, I I found out later who he was. Eric, did you recognize? No, but him? I I didn't recognize him while watching. No, hey. But, hey. but I was things. attracted to him, and so this makes
2: sense. <laughs> so for those listening, he's Detective So and So from the Sinister movies. Oh but he's, wait,
0: also but he's he's- also Eddie Krat, Crab- yeah, Tikiya. Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I uh. know. Uh, go ahead, Eric. You can tell. I was it's gonna good. let
0: you say it. Oh, it's okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's in uh
0: it chapter two is um Eddie's Casper. Yeah. 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 But, Takea, yeah, but he's, he's also Takia, he's also Ethan Hawke's brother in the black phone. And you love the black phone, right? Oh? Yeah.
3: <laughs> so that, that's the one with that really oh yeah, that scary looking dude that comes on and... Whoa, I did not know that. Thank you.
1: Wow. <laughs> totally that totally went on my head What right they are. I mean I, I didn't realize that. Wow.
0: Right. But we were interrupted you with what, what yes. else? Oh, no, that's
3: okay. I like it when people kind of or able to add that kind of information because I felt like I kind of knew who like recognized them but I couldn't but I couldn't place it so um but yeah so anyways just kind of going along with that um kind of yeah I mean again kind of just seeing how the life is and everything and kind of surprised and not surprised I guess of the main clientele I would say um except for the one guy I was just thinking the Armenian man that likes um Sandy. The thing that made made me was confusing to me was his, how did he make all the money to support his house, his family, and everything? Yeah, that was mm-hmm. a nice house. I remember. Yeah. A nice <laughs> um, I think the
4: wife worked too, though, because didn't the mother-in-law say she came here to watch the babies so that they could both work? But then the wife. Was but then separately the wife said he's the only
3: one working to support this family. So oh, wow. well, then a plot hole. <laughs> but maybe she maybe they did say maybe they said she has money, but then I don't know if, if it would have been just like her like maiden like maiden sides of the family if she originally had very money. with the family. Yeah. Well, well I mean as her being as like a, a the maiden, woman. The I was like was did anybody catch
2: crazy. my joke or it said the maiden side of the family
0: <clears throat> no last names on this recording okay. <laughs> No, <laughs> I'm posting about it all the time so my I was language. about to say
4: hello <laughs> oh <laughs> I just got that
3: <laughs> it took me a minute too.
0: <laughs> By the way, I love uh you know how I feel about animal print clothes. <laughs> but wow. I love, I love when the mother-in-law shows up to donut time and she's wearing the animal print, but so is Cindy. And she's <laughs> and Cindy says, you can hear her say in the background, what that's a cute fucking blouse. <laughs> yeah. Or like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that, yeah, yeah, that and, then, and then I think Alexandra says, I think you shop at the same store or something like that. <laughs>
4: that was my favorite scene of the whole movie just everything in donut yep
0: (laughs) well here's a little background for you before we before we move on um apparently donut time was like the the um the inspiration for this movie the director baker had like that he knew donut time really well from his time living in west hollywood i guess or near there and um and he when he wanted to make a movie this kind of movie he wanted that to be a focus point that place so they had to find different like other kinds of locations for some of the other places but he he had he needed this to be in donut time so it's like a real place and apparently this kind of stuff really does happen that outside oh of my town, gosh i can inside. imagine
3: yeah Maybe we got? should
2: take a field trip yeah
3: <laughs> donut time Donut right. time was
2: hollywood la let's go
3: well i guess also is that how there's the two cindy and her friend how great of friends they were but then unfortunately you kind of find out that they were that someone had <laughs> kind of betrayed the trust and friendship and cheated with the well which you unraveled too to be like oh they're fi- like that's her his fiance and then you know but...
2: <laughs> i'll be honest i was a little hurt and disappointed that alexandra betrayed cindy like that
3: me too what
4: i was gonna say sorry
2: but i was just like she's the stand-up person like i'm rooting for her and then it's like wait what did you do hypocrisy
4: yeah (laughs) it was awful but um we just talk about how the one well i'll say it on my turn
2: go for it (laughs)
4: i'm just gonna say say that um that uh, Cindy ki- kidnapped Dinah and then she just kept her with her. And like, that was like it. They just kept was, her. Yeah. Um, I kept wanting, I kept feeling so bad for her. I'm like, get out of there. Get out of there. There but were so she many moments. Joined her on their little, um, their trip.
2: Yeah. There were so many moments we could have, like when they were on the bus in public, like just say, yes, me,
3: help me.
4: Or when they were in that, um, the, the place where, where Alexandra was singing.
3: Yeah. You I lift, kept thinking with dinah that i was like and the waiter nah. came
4: over the waitress came over and was like can i get you something to drink i mean she could have said
3: she kidnapped me yeah. she beat me
2: <laughs>
0: the normal day for dinah so yeah yeah
3: was dinah she was i guess that was uh, um, a. <laughs> the hotel she was at i guess was that lady that answered the door like the house mom or something or the like a, she's it's like, like a, a brothel, right? Yeah, something like that, I guess. It was an interesting setup.
2: It was very, I was
0: confused. That by broke
4: on. my heart when she goes there at the end and she's like, we got a full house in here. You got to go. But and she probably, probably uses
0: that place to sleep, too.
4: She probably doesn't live anywhere else.
0: Yeah, that's... that's, that's what what was... <laughs> it yeah. was.
3: That was definitely sad, but then I'm like, she was only out for like a day, so then I'm thinking, you know that's pretty quick to kind of business has to keep on going out. yeah that's true gotta keep up with the with the demand
0: <laughs> I guess there's girls just waiting for a place in that flop house <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um uh that that scene was one of my favorites too i like that woman who runs it but also just because it was so chaotic but the best part was it was one of there's a few places in this movie where i laughed out loud and one was when that guy finally comes out of the bathroom after all that madness and he says do you want me to call the cops? She's like, Yeah, yeah, I'll <laughs> call the <cops. laughs> an idiot for you. <laughs>
4: <laughs> My, God, for My favorite part was uh when they were there outside on the on the street, after everything, Chester and Dinah and Cindy were uh smoking. Yeah um started talking about aliens and they're like the government the government (laughs) knows that they're aliens Uh and then he's like I'm with her and then Cindy's like yeah I know you're with her like I that was that that made (laughs) me laugh that
0: was that that felt ad-libs to me like like I think I think James Ransom was doing the acting thing but uh you know because these other people and I, I think she just said that and he's like I walked into that.
1: That's
2: a good point, though. I was curious how much of this movie was script that they're memorizing lines or they're kind of given a topic or whatever. Like, hey, this is what you guys are doing. Take the next 10 minutes and just talk and do, you know, just do your normal thing.
3: Like ad lib. Yeah, it, it just seemed very natural.
2: Natural in an unnatural way. I don't yeah, know how yeah, to explain yeah. it. Yeah, and I wasn't sure like, that was a I was like, message. did somebody actually sit here and write these <laughs> words? Not down? a screenwriter,
4: like, writing it out, just...
2: Yeah, like, how many Fs am I going to put into this one sentence, you know? <laughs>
4: yeah. I,
0: um, I, I, I actually, uh, going back to what we were talking about, about being disappointed with Alexandra for cheating with Chester and...
4: Yeah.
0: ...for her best friend, Cindy, I actually thought, like, that um, James Ransom might have been sort of clued in by the director to to sort of throw like something wild out there and that and that he chose to say that she slept with me too while you were gone and that I cause I don't know something about it felt like partly Alexandra wouldn't do that but also like we just need you know to make some drama here so hey she slept with me and then you just kind of it's a yes and kind of improv thing like she's got to gotta go with it now like really <laughs>
4: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, she cried did anyone else um Sorry, I know it's not my turn yet, but I'm just <laughs> gonna throw this out there. You thought she was going out of to all this trouble to find him. Cindy was, and then you see him and you're like, That? That's what all this drama is about. <laughs> I know <laughs> I'm <not impressed. laughs> I
0: thought I, the exact opposite. When it when it turned out to be because I the whole movie, I'm waiting, like, I wonder who this Chester person is. Are we yeah. ever be, as soon as he showed up, I was like, Okay, I'd do it. <laughs>
3: No, nah, oh, I, oh, I, 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 I did not I
4: feel
0: that way.
2: Well, I think always... it's less of if he's an attractive person, standalone. I think it's the image that's been built up of who this powerful Chester pimp kind of yeah. guy is. So you're it's thinking true. it's this big kind of like, yeah, 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 yeah
3: exactly, and yeah, mm-hmm. muscular Ronnie,
2: James Ransom, you know, Ransom.
3: Yeah. yes, it was a big <laughs> letdown so, yeah, in that <laughs> sense. But then I guess I'm just don't have to think it's just being the um be you call it, the token lesbian and being like, "Well, he has no appeal anyways to me," but like in that in that respect, but um. it's like expecting Chris Hemsworth and
2: you get Kevin Fetterline. Oh, yes.
4: That, that's a good comparison. <laughs> good one, that's a good one. Matt. Yes. imagine yeah. Kevin Fetterline to be like, "Listen to this.
0: Pay no mind to them. You a are a mess." I uh, every... again, I'm not saying it's <laughs>
2: due to his standalone attractiveness. I'm just saying in comparison to, to what a you're good
0: job. Up,
3: Acting, very he good. Did. um, I was expecting him to be be very handsome, and he was not, but yeah, I know what y'all are saying.
2: Ruth really <laughs> is going the opposite of what I was trying to <laughs> but as she
0: pointed out, she's the lesbian. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay, okay Shelly, yeah.
0: it is your turn. Shelly, go okay, ahead.
4: Now it's my turn. Um, so I have a lot of mixed feelings about this movie at first. I my Puritan repressed Catholic side came out and I was like oh my gosh I can't be watching this (laughs) but um then I got I have a soft spot for like movies about friendship relationships and then I I I thought the ending was sweet between Alexandra and um, Cindy I, I you know of course I'm disappointed that Alexandra cheated on um, with Chester. But when she gave her her wig, it just like, I just, then they were just talking. You could tell that they really had a um, bond, a relationship. So I really, really liked that part. And then um, also there were several parts, especially the scene at the donut time. Is that what it's called? My brain just, it left my brain. Um, That was hilarious. The whole thing, it was just like, it kept getting more and more absurd. And I really liked that. And Dinah was the kind of character that I loved to hate. Like she was so hateable, but I still just enjoyed watching her um, character. So I enjoyed this movie more as it went along. And then finally by the end, it kind of felt, it was just like, It made me sad. Just really like I felt for everybody. It's just just sad. um,
0: Like they're like a lot of
4: feelings. I I was felt like crying at the end when just them talking.
2: what and I think it's that rawness, right? Of like this is their reality. It's just seeing the situations they're in that they try to make the best of what they have. But like even like somebody as sweet as that we think of as sweet as Alexandra. She is a sex worker. She's getting in the that's, guy's car. And like, and she's willing to beat the guy. That was one of my favorite parts. When she's like, You're forgetting I also have a leap. <laughs> and she was threatening to beat the guy down, like, you know. <laughs> that, funny, you. that was funny. But was- it's like, you know, but you know, all these humorous moments, heartfelt moments. But then it's in this world of just, you know, sadness that people like, that's their lives. And but <clears throat> make the most of it. You know what they can.
4: I just thought of another funny part when um, they were getting donuts. When he said, "Okay, we'll get donuts," and he's like, "It's Christmas. We should at least get the Christmas, um, the Christmas-themed ones."
0: <laughs> I keep forgetting in the movie that it's Christmas time. Yeah, he walks by like Christmas lights, and you're like, "Oh, <laughs> okay." Or where when date yeah.
4: comes across, what? Where were, she? kept saying What time is it? What time is it?" And they point up to the, like the scrolling.
2: Oh, yeah. Time
4: and it said December twenty fourth at seven oh eight p.m. something like that.
2: The mo- the funniest part of that is when Rasmic was kicking the really drunk guys out of his cab. Oh my god, there. So- oh, did you laugh during that? All the oh vom- yeah, I thought
0: that was very funny. And you, one of those guys. Who was it? uh The one who vomited everywhere is from mm-hmm. Glee. Oh,
2: Which one I was he? he look that re- up. Nemesis on glee okay i'll have to look that up but when he was thrown down he's like come on man it's christmas eve and you know i then i was like Oh, it's crazy because it's like beautiful bright and sunny outside and i think it's like oh yeah it is christmas eve that's true but, <laughs>
1: uh, By the way,
2: I, yeah. I, I felt bad for rasmic then i was like all that vomit in his car oh i
4: know how awful. cab
2: drivers must have to deal with that all the time especially the way, I liked
4: when he kicked, yeah. kicked the woman out of his cab it's like you don't have what I want. Get out of here! Uh, You're- yes, <laughs> I love,
2: I love that scene because I'm sitting there, and when he's like a little confused, I'm like, "Oh, he thinks she's trans." I'm like, because at first I was like, "Is she? She can't be." There's no way she. Yeah. And then when he's like, "Is it tucked? Like, where is yeah, it?" I love. He like lo- he goes no, looking for it, like what? trying to figure out what's <laughs> happening. Like I, I don't understand this world right now. <laughs> <I was looking laughs> and then, but then he was. He's like, "You shouldn't be on this corner. This is not your territory." Like. So the point was that he's basically
1: exploring his, like, his gay side. He, he didn't want... Your, he had I a think,
0: preference. He yeah, I a think preference. He just really likes going down on trans...
2: I, I think it's a fetish that men who might identify as straight have is that, you know, it's there with a the woman, but there's that interesting aspect that's there with them. So I, it, it might not feel as gay as being with a man would feel.
1: I thought he was a gay man in secret. Like, like a, an actual gay man married a woman
2: no i think no, i, I think, think he just had
1: a
4: preference
2: yeah really? I, think I think he is. has a fetish for trans people but i think he's with his wife like legitimately but has this side fetish that he likes to hmm.
4: indulge in i read a different and he, he loved he seemed to care hmm. for his wife and he loved his daughter
2: i love when his mother-in-law and donut was sorry we're keep on saying this is it called donut time Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I love when the mother-in-law is like on the phone with her daughter. Come here, he's here with gay prostitutes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're all
4: men.
2: What? <laughs> She's like, They're men.
1: They're all men. Oh men. What?
4: <laughs> what did they say about his wife's hair? Like your poodle hair. Like what did they they <laughs> insulted her? Yeah. Get her a better haircut. I think they said something like that.
0: I love her hair. <laughs> Yeah, By the way, we we've already moved on. But that kid who threw up in the cab, they actually gave his character a name, and it's the best name of any character I have ever seen in any movie ever. They What's they named him Wretch Chunder, which are both names for throwing up. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> What's that? Oh, okay. There's like no reason to give him a name because yeah, I don't he think didn't they ever the say name. it. Like, who cares? But <laughs> <Retch> okay, <laughs> this
2: guy, seen, he's like. He plays, like, bit parts in, like, everything.
0: Well, that's that's the weird thing about this movie is that um, going into it, I kind of thought no one here is actually an actor. I mean, the way it's filmed and the way everyone does their scenes, it feels like these are just people pulled off the streets to play this part. And that is true of the two main characters. But there are, you know, like James Ransom, there are actual accomplished actors in some of the other roles. But the the way they're playing them, they seem just like regular people out on the street, too. Um, including the, those drunk people, really seem to drunk, <laughs> and that vomit. You know, I love vomit. Anytime yeah. I laugh hysterically whenever anybody vomits, um, it's, it's just always so unexpected. You never, you never really see it coming until it's already happening. But anyway, um, so Shelly, do you have anything else to add?
4: No, I think that's that's those were my impressions of it. my first impressions. I'm sure I'll have more to say. Yeah,
0: we can jump in uh, when Takia says some interesting things. Take it away, Takia.
2: Yay. I'm kind of
0: pulling my yeah. notes up. Now you have to say interesting things to Kia because I've set you up. So, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> you
2: just said she, she's got her notes. She's pulling them up. <laughs>
1: Ooh, I don't know if I had anything really interesting. It may, may come up later. I, I know I um felt like the first 20 minutes of it, it did I did get vi- uh, Trump, trauma vibes. And I was like, I'd rather have a needle in my eye than continue watching this thing. What in the hell am I? Did I am I there? Have a C here? So yeah, I was, and it's funny. Like I, I I, as, um, I, I like urban gritty. You know, like I like like Ross, You know, sentiment stuff that that's like you know that is um showing like real life and whatnot. But this kind of came off like I said, really a little too. It was like start out at least for me, too ratchet, too um, what I say, too hot trash like yeah
0: like trash and hot trash okay it's going on yeah. the back of the dvd <laughs> and
1: i like i don't know it just it, it it came it was i think with all the you know every other word was mf mf and she's just walking around in little her little panties this and that and cussing people out it just turned me off like I, I and i almost was like i don't want to watch this and then as i as like i was also saying Fahad, like we were saying as i watch i see okay this is this is life portrayed um, through, a you know, African-American or, or Black trans um, sex workers. I never, you know, you don't usually see movies like, about this, you know, about that that aspect of their life in uh, their inner city. So I did kind of start preaching a story later on. Um, and there was, I can see, there was more of a story there, you know. Um, and then I like the kind of the parallel with the, the cab driver and he's exploring his sexuality or fetish or whatever. And then seeing that he... You know, living a double life, and apparently his wife kind of knew, but didn't know, I thought, but didn't know, then she knew something was going on, but kept it. I think what it, what it was something she said about how she, you know, you, that's sometimes a wife
4: has to turn a blind yeah. eye.
1: Yeah. Yes. She said yes. he's
2: bringing home the money, like he's. Yes, yes. <laughs> so
1: it's really sad to me, but you, you got uh, that does happen in real life as well, you know, with, you know that's, that's some people's reality. So, yeah. But, um, I don't think what else I had so yeah so I went from like oh no I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw the TV out the window I can't watch this anymore just this burn my eyes to like like did, like yeah did to okay this is actually this is interesting story friendship and whatnot and there's you know a little more beef beef in the story there you know um, I uh, thought it was kind of sad it was Christmas time and they were not with their families and they the, the sex workers didn't have families to go home to so that was a little sad to me as, as the story went on as well all
2: these people are doing they are things. their family
1: yeah yeah but it's interesting that they and, and, I mean, yeah but instead of sitting in front of a christmas tree in a warm house they're kind of like out there doing their their um you know the prostitute thing and it's like i don't know this. A little sad. I, I, I know. That, like I said everyone go has a warm house to go to with a Christmas tree. Like, like you said, that's their family. That the the I guess the, the sex prostitute community of it. That's like their family, their friendship, whatever. But
0: and I don't yet, know. and yet, Rosmick left his warm house with the Christmas tree to no. go donate time on purpose. Yeah, he had a nice <laughs> tree. Yeah. Oh, this, is, you, I, this is where I'd rather be.
1: <laughs> that's what I, That's what I thought he was a gay man, and and you know, uh, hiding his. Having a secret life outside of his wife because who leaves us? Why do leave Christmas Eve and his tree and his family to go get his jollies on? Like yeah you, say, you could, could be you. It could,
2: you could be right. It could be that he is a gay man <laughs> suppressing yeah. his urges. So his that's, only way of exploring where he can he can be okay with it in his head is to be with a trans person.
4: That's what I see. Yeah, but I think yeah, it
2: could be any which way. Yeah. yeah, they
4: don't really get into that. They just. Uh. Yeah. Uh, um,
2: I did find it, Kia, to your point about them, you know, it's Christmas Eve, they're not with their families, I think that's where it hits more than, like, Alexandra's scene where she's singing and stuff it's yeah. like, you know, like, the vulnerability that she's showing and everything, and it's like, you know yeah, this, it is a different life that they're leading, and this is her Christmas Eve.
1: Yeah, and I was not clear why she paid a club to sing, she really wanted to be out there in the in limelight that badly like, what was that about, like she if just really wanted to be if no one's yeah, got get- just wants to perform, maybe wants to really want to perform. Okay,
0: okay, she obviously mm-hmm. wants better things for her life, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I was going to say to your earlier point to Kia about you know every other like word is the f bomb being dropped and all, it was mainly Cindy who like every other <laughs> word was the f bomb. Um, so that's one thing I did, like you know, that threw me off at first as well. Like while watching, it was like, wait, what? Well, well, no, it that's all they're saying, but then I was like, wait, I'm kind of saying i i'm saying that that's all they're saying but it really was mainly cindy who's dropping and dropping it not all of the characters were doing it and that's why i was then i was like there are people like that that literally every other word is the f-bomb yeah it's I know. annoying because it's like find other ways to express yourself yeah. it takes the power and the the impact of that word completely away like when chester was doing it too i'm like the means nothing at this point because you said it a they giz- yeah. times.
0: <laughs> perfect for each other. Yeah, yeah. but like yeah.
2: I don't, I don't feel like Alexandra dropped it as much as like Cindy did. That's
1: she um, yeah.
2: So I, I feel like it was more of a character trait versus a movie trait.
1: Yeah, and then it was interesting seeing Chester's character. Well, you know, the guy that played um, him and and the guy and uh, what's his name? Um, Eddie Casparag. Eddie Casparag is a straight laced guy with this mm-hmm. little pen. His um little vest and all, and then he's just sitting there, look like a, a, little, a little, you know, a little punk thug sitting up in the donut shop. I guess you know, you know, I about versatility of the actors and all. That was really cool seeing that. Like, oh, look at this. He's kind of doing something, doing something different there from straight lace Eddie. To yeah, you snake. know,
0: I, I never recognize him. Fahad, you can testify to this. Yeah. Uh, every time he shows up, he's like, "That's that's definitely so." Like the last time it happened, I was like, "No, it's not," and, and it was. And <laughs> I was like, "Okay, I don't know why I never rec- I always like him." <laughs> but somehow I don't recognize him.
2: Yeah, there was something recently, and I was like, "Hey, that's him!" And you're like, "No!" And I was like, "Yeah, that's him." And I, <laughs> it up. I can't oh, remember it what a, it was, but it was VHS eighty five. Oh yeah, he was in that, wasn't he? It's the cop he in the it, uh, yeah, the bad dad. I guess is what I'll say. The killer dad. Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah. That's all I said was bad dad, but really? yeah, deputy oh, yeah, so and
0: what... so. Oh, so You remember that? You watched VHS eighty five with us, right? Yes he was so in that
1: he's in that james ransons i don't remember yeah. him Ooh, i'll have to go back maybe some clips or something to see it and one last thing i want to add um the we, i remember I i said something mentioned about watching creep this weekend and i mentioned that the the guy the actor in creep named mark Duplass. he and his brother produce rubies they're actors and producers they produce tangerine yeah, or, yeah that's
2: yeah. crazy because i'm watching the morning show right now and he's one of the <laughs> The main character in the morning show so when i was just reading up on it and i clicked on i was like that name looks familiar i was like whoa that's that's what's his name yeah his brother
0: brother jay is also an actor and he was uh one of the main characters on transparent ironically
1: is not that amazing though like actor writer producer good lord they're
2: very talented it's
1: so cool
2: and this isn't the kind of this isn't the movie you would think would be attached
1: a, a trans sex worker and then he makes this movie about this this crazy guy in the woods like whoa what, those two things don't make don't, don't make sense how they mix but, but
2: uh, and i love uh, the open-mindedness that people I have can't. to touch all these different topics too i think yeah,
1: uh, yeah.
0: i think the duplis brothers in this case weren't really uh i don't think they had much interest in what kind of movie got made uh the story i heard is that uh, uh years before or sometime before they had reached out to this director and said that they would be willing to give him um some a uh, micro budget if he wanted to make oh, it I mean. at some point and so uh, after a bit of time sean baker the director called them back and say does that offer still stand they're like sure it does so they just gave him a hundred thousand dollars which is all he had to make this movie and he just did the movie that he wanted to make and i was like that's pretty cool and the movie made like eight times that
2: wow
0: so i mean you know it didn't get huge and it didn't cross a million but if you only spent a hundred thousand dollars on it that's pretty incredible and and it's got so much acclaim too so that's good for your career <laughs> that's really good. why
4: do you that's- think where do you think the title comes from i was gonna ask if you guys figured that
2: out I the little
4: little fruit and hanging in the and red res mix window
1: yeah,
2: yeah. is it oh, okay i was one i didn't catch yeah. that The air oh, fresh oh, in his
0: um, in his car wash you, you, the air freshener that Alexandra gives. She him gave. Bottle, oh, okay. I, I, I saw it briefly in the dark. And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I think those are tangerines. That's why. Oh, but what okay. the heck? So is it, a- that was like the only Christmas gift that really got given on this holiday. Yeah, I mean, yeah.
1: Does that have to do with the movie, the tangerines? I mean, uh, what, how do you guys interpret that? I think to uh, Eric's huh? point,
2: it's like a symbol of the gift and like this odd kind of friendship. Like, yeah, he's okay, her, but. There is an, a there's a relationship there.
4: Yeah, they like, have
2: there's a familiarity longness
4: like, for each other. Yeah, like because she said her. to him like this is the best part of the day like when they see each other. And that's- he got his car
2: cleaned.
0: Yeah, he <laughs> <laughs>
4: just spend money on that too. Um, she's a little expensive.
0: Um, that's actually uh, they
4: kind of kind of close when the workers at the end came up
2: um yeah. to start drying the car. I don't think was-
0: a car wash is long enough for me to really enjoy my. <laughs> Especially not if I'm paying for
2: it. But you're you're right. Like they were I was like, wait, that guy's standing right there. <laughs> like, yeah. they probably didn't um, care. <laughs> but I was gonna say No,
0: they
4: probably did not care.
0: That's kind of my um my verdict on the whole movie is that it's it's all these people, they have very complicated relationships and it's very chaotic and a lot of times it seems like they don't really like each other and they don't treat each other well, but in little ways they are each other's family and they're all like really tightly connected and sometimes mm-hmm. they treat each other really well and and so it's easy on the face of it to just watch the movie and say like well, these this is a bunch of trash people i can't why am i watching this i don't want to see this like they they curse too much and they have no morals and blah blah blah, blah. but that's not really like you're not looking at the fact that you know it's christmas it's, i think it's so it's so specific specific that it's set at christmas like it should be you know for a lot of other people it's a big it's
4: contrast
0: a like a- but for them this is their christmas and this is about as good as it gets but and it's it's just enough to get them through. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was gonna say, there's like, there's a couple of moments like her, Alexandria giving him the gift of the air freshener. It's just a simple thing, but it's nice. She didn't have to do that. He's just a John. Um, there was also the fact, you know, she dragged Dinah, Cindy dragged Dinah all over the city and really like abused her. But then at one point they're in the bathroom alone, they're sharing drugs and she's just doing Dinah's makeup. And yeah. just, it's like a friendship has started. It's so bizarre. Uh, and then at the end, the fact you know, Cindy has every right to really hate Alexandra at that moment, but they both they both share something in common, like a life that they're living. And so the moment when she gives her her wig because she knows Cindy is really uncomfortable not having her hair, um, I was like, that's really beautiful. What you know?
4: did they throw on her bleach?
0: Urine. Urine. Yeah. Oh,
4: gross.
0: I know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of it, it's a very realistic movie too, because some of the things that some people say, including Dinah, Dinah got really homophobic when yeah. she found out that Chester was in was you know engaged to sin She's like, "Oh, I, I'm not even repeated." But oh it was, yeah, like, oh
4: yeah. Like, Dinah,
0: gosh, come on. Dinah
4: said some awful things throughout, but she's yeah. not very nice. There was
0: she's a not method. very
4: much <laughs> you know, yeah. kindness coming from her. Like when um, they were talking about alexandra's singing. She was really you, oh, so you're saying that you pay them to sing?
0: i love I'm to tell you there, as a like,
4: singer myself. I know. I love that
0: whole bit where she's like, "I know some people in the business." As, <laughs> it's like, "Oh my gosh,
2: Diana, yeah." <laughs> <laughs>
4: in
2: the I mean, she, she might perfect. actually know some people in the business. You know, like in her Should line. Knows some people in the business. business? Who knows <laughs> her client? Yeah, who her clients could be. No.
0: <laughs> Did you guys? Um, did you guys get when uh, Alexander was in the car with that guy who wasn't going to pay her? She said, what, "What do you? What do you want? What can I do for you today?" Did you hear what he said? He said, "BBBJ." It took me like a full minute before I was like, "Okay, I think I know what." That
2: is. I, I don't think I know what the BB. <laughs> is. You don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know if it's safe for safe for podcast either.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's bareback blowjob because he didn't want to wear a condom.
3: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah.
2: But he wasn't he didn't have enough money for that, so yeah. or, or much at all. But
0: yeah, uh, in general, just to wrap up my feelings on it, I I thought it was very interest a very interesting movie. It was a little a little chaotic and unstructured for me, but it had just enough structure that I was able to to latch onto it and and enjoy that, and eventually sort of get into the characters. They're all very unique, <clears throat> but um, I thought it was so strange. It's kind of like a cinema verite thing. It's it's almost like reality television, like Fahad said. <laughs> <clears throat> except that they, even though it was shot on iPhone, they do manage to get some really interesting shots and stuff in there. Like when he's following them through the city, you know, there's a lot mm-hmm. of like big pannings. And, and I was like, this is very interesting to watch a movie that feels like it's just reality, but this kind of direction is happening. <clears throat> and then, um, and there were moments where I laughed. I don't know how much of it was Adelaide, but the, Alexandra had a couple moments where she responded in a way that was like perfect comic timing. And she did win an award. I, I can't remember if it was Independent Spirit Award or maybe another. But they um, they promoted these were these two actor actresses were the well we should call women actors. I mean I don't know why we call them actresses. It's kind of silly, except to differentiate between the awards at the Oscars. But this was the first time that there had been a major campaign at the Academy Awards for uh, two trans women. So um, that was pretty interesting. Uh, apparently Cindy does uh, the the woman who played Cindy, her name is um, Katana Kiki Rodriguez. She, I guess, actually, you know, surprisingly in comparison to the character she played, doesn't really like the spotlight, didn't really wanna be in, so she didn't even, she was nominated for an award at Independent Spirit, I think, and didn't show up because she (laughs) she didn't wanna be there. I was like, well, that's very interesting. I think that she'd be like all about it, Um, but uh, she hasn't done anything since. However, um, the woman who plays uh, Alexandra, Maya uh, Taylor, she has done things since then, um, including working with some bigger names. Mm -hmm. So uh, the whole thing was very, it's certainly a unique movie. (laughs) I've never seen anything quite like this. I've seen some things similar, but they were done more as like parody or camp. Um, And this was like straight up real. So I I did enjoy it. I I don't know. I couldn't tell, like, most of you had some some good things to say, so I take that as a win. I don't know, on the whole, how many of you enjoyed watching it?
4: Oh, the whole entire, well, I mean, oh. overall, I would say I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy the first little bit, but then once I got into it, yeah, I was I shouting,
2: like, Yeah, the first, like, 20 minutes was a little tough for me to get into, but on the whole, overall, I would say I enjoyed it, especially the more we talk about it and, like, I realized like there were a lot of funny moments or a lot of interesting moments. Mm-hmm. We're all bringing them up. So I, I will say compared to maybe some other movies that we had similar reactions to in the beginning, we kind of kept that reaction throughout the entire movie and maybe our conversations weren't as in-depth as they are with this one. So mm-hmm. I think, yeah, you should take that as, as a win. Um, oh yeah, for sure. There's a lot to talk <laughs> about with this, this yeah. one. Which you wouldn't think, right? On the surface, you would think like this movie is exactly what it shows you. But as we're talking about, there's a little more stuff as you peel it back. You're like, oh, um, because one thing I was gonna bring up is it also highlights the danger, but also just how unfair sex work is in as an occupation, um, yeah. in that you as a sex worker, please, I'm not no pun intended, you can get really screwed over. Um, again, no <laughs> pun intended, but that's the best word I can use.
0: Can I still laugh and- at it?
2: Yeah, you can just laugh at it. But <laughs> what I'm meaning is Alexandra, when she was with that guy who wanted the BBBJ, is that what it's called? BBBJ. BBBJ. <laughs> um You know, and he, again, no intended, stiffed her on the it's payment. Stop it. You are intent. You're still doing <laughs> I'm this on purpose. <laughs> I'm not doing it on purpose. Um, porpoise, but... um <laughs> But, um, you know, so she she can't do much about it because if she goes to the cops and says this is what's going on she'll get arrested and she knows that and he knows that she can't say what he's you know um not giving her money for so he comes out scot free with it all and doesn't get in trouble and doesn't have to pay because she has to make sure she doesn't also get in trouble for it so and the, you know they get the worst of it all and they can't defend themselves because of the illegal illegality around it but it's just sad because it's really you can be so taken advantage of in that world i mean he could have just
4: yes and that sorry that brings us to a whole other ethical conversation should prostitution be legalized i know it is in like las vegas am i right are there
2: yeah, I think it is in Las Vegas, or Nevada. And, I
4: don't know if it's in. I don't think. Oh, it's Nevada, in Nevada, right? Because of yeah. the uh, the Bunny Ranch. I was so. about to say. I, I think it's say.
2: within the the league, the like facilities, right? It's not like working on a street yeah. corner is legal. It's within regulated, like like you said, the Bunny Ranch type places to provide a. Because I think it's all about. My perspective is it's all about safety. And it's like, you know, this is happening no matter what, just like with a lot of drugs too, this is happening no matter what, what can we do as a society to at least make things safe for everybody, whether that's safety for the person paying for it, because, you know, there's the rampant diseases and everything if you're not supplying protection, but then there's the safety of the workers themselves, like getting abused, getting, you know, um, not getting the payment after the act, you know, all this kind of stuff. So it's a very tough conversation to have, but it really, to me, comes down to safety. Like if we right. can regulate it in some way, you know, cause otherwise it's still gonna happen and people yeah. are worse off.
0: Especially because hopefully if it was, if there was some sort of standardization and, um, and regulation under that legality, then um, I would hope that fewer women would be doing it or men, would be doing it because they have to like getting in a bad situation and they don't want to be doing, I would hope that it would be something where they're like, you know, it, it's actually a good job to have, you know, you could make just as much as you could anywhere else. And if that's something you're comfortable with, then you could do it. And, and yeah. too, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's a way to fix that because that, that's the one issue people bring up when they're like, Oh, well, how could you make that legal? Cause then yeah. women are coerced into doing that as a job. Um, of course, they don't talk as much about men who do it too, but yeah,
2: it's still, but,
0: but that's, that's the part of it that always worries me the most is is the people who really don't want to be doing it. Cause it's almost like they're being raped every single time they
1: yeah.
0: are a trick because they don't, they're not, they don't enjoy sex work. They don't want to be doing it. They would rather be doing anything else.
2: Um, some people do
0: enjoy sex work,
2: but in, in a lot of ways you can compare a lot of that world to pornography. And that's legal. You know, yeah. like some of the porn porn stars might not that is want to weird be because it's the same act, but
4: one and they're just being paid, because ones on camera.
2: And they're potentially being paid a lot more to do that act than the prostitutes are. And they're doing it in a safe environment. It's legal. Like, you know, so it, it makes you ask the question as to why is this okay and not that okay? Um, you know, it's the questions around marijuana legalization, right? It's you know, safety, being able to regulate it, being able to have control over it. Because if you're not, people are still going to do it and people rob to do it. People steal, people attack other people. You have like the dark black market kind of stuff because it's illegal. But if you make it legal and put the protections around it, you know, that's what they're starting to do. So it's very similar um, from that perspective. Yeah. And safety, it all comes again to safety. You can regulate then if you want to do it legally. Here's the things to follow here. You have to have a safe place. You have to have safety around it. Like, you know, protection available, like required. Um, You know, there's maybe security in the area. Like, you know, you have all that stuff and it makes it a safer situation for everybody.
0: Yeah, they they call it the oldest profession and yet (laughs) somehow it's still not like (laughs) Yeah, It's not like anyone's ever gonna stop doing it, Um, but yeah.
4: But it, I think I just come, it also come, comes down to, I think, I think what you were saying, Eric, is like, if you don't want to be doing it, but that it feels like that's the only thing that you can do. That's, and if that's damaging to really me. Dangerous. It feels like you can't feel good about yourself. If that's just, you would, be, I think that you would feel very used.
2: Yeah. yeah. Especially in the way it but, is today.
4: I think you're right. I don't think it's going to stop. And I don't like the idea that you can't call the police when you're, you know, because you're going to be charged or you're going to, you're worried about what will happen to you. So I think that you would be taken advantage of very easily.
2: You're the victim, but you're, and all what are you
4: going to do? Point. Call the police, I think.
2: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> with Alexandra, it was just $40, but for somebody else, they could have been beaten severely. And you can't go to the cops and say why well, you were beaten because you'll be arrested. And yeah. those that they'll find that person.
0: At the, at the very least, there should be just an addition to the law that says that makes space for like a grace call where if you're actually being hurt or abused or something bad is going on, you can call and you won't be charged for prostitution because the real problem here is this other crime that yeah. may, that impacts your safety. Yeah. You don't feel like you have to like, just deal with it on your own because yeah.
2: They do that for, they do that for drugs and illegal weapons. They have those um things where they have like, Hey, come to this park. We have police there. You can drop off, like, you know, dispose of drugs or illegal weapons or something. No questions asked because it's a way to get it off of the streets, but you don't have that fear of being arrested. Yeah.
4: And I think they do some something similar. If you are like not documented and you've witnessed a crime I think that they come out and make an announcement, like, if you have witnessed this crime, we are not going to come after you for your immigration status. Like, we just want the information about what happened to... Something worse. Yeah. Yeah. Murder. Murder. Yeah. Kidnapping. Yeah.
0: Uh, Just to go back, though, because Fahad's brought it up twice, but the $40 Mm -hmm. for the BBBJ, the BBBJ, yes. Uh, be, 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 be. Uh, to be honest with you, I kind of disagreed with Alexandria. I was like, I think she's being greedy. All she's doing is holding this guy's balls and she's insisting <laughs> on $40. From a business perspective, I was like, I wouldn't charge a guy that much for holding his balls. Yeah. <laughs> she's
2: on, a girl. good businesswoman. Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> he was willing to pay it. If they're willing to pay it, charge
0: it. Well, he was willing to agree to pay it because he knew he wasn't going to pay it, probably. He was always going to walk away with it. But,
2: without... but to, her, to his defense, she shouldn't have been talking when he kept on saying be quiet, because he's trying to <laughs> concentrate. He was making it, it yeah. <laughs> pun intended, she was making it harder, even though she wasn't. <laughs> talking. What's oh, wrong with you? <laughs> uh, that's what she
0: said. Okay, does, does anyone have any uh, follow-up, or any final thoughts?
2: Any fun puns? No, <laughs> oh, but
4: you're on a roll. <laughs>
2: uh, well, I will just wrap up to say,
0: um, based on another thing we've been talking about, which is that um, there's actually a lot of little things in it that are like very sweet and very special and very well done and and, and sophisticated. That it's it's the most subtle unsubtle movie <laughs> that I've ever seen. Because there's on the face of it, there's nothing subtle about this. It is in your face, but there it's got a lot of subtlety actually, if you care to take a look.
2: It would be interesting if it were made with like a big production budget in the Hollywood way of making movies. Yet the story is the exact same. I cool. would be very interesting. I, don't think, be-
4: I would like it as much.
2: Yeah, I'm curious. Like, would would it do better though with the masses?
4: Mm.
0: But
2: would you find it as endearing because of the doesn't have that rawness aspect? Who knows?
0: You'd probably need them to write more jokes. I guess maybe. Okay. Well, with that. I think it's that time again for ba, 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 ba! Recast! We close each episode with the Recast game, where we each play casting director and choose a different actor from any era, living or dead, to portray a character in the film instead. First up is Ruth.
3: Okay, so I wanted to recast Chester, and I just thought this would be probably someone who would do a good job but also i think it would be hilarious was i thought of eminem <laughs> <laughs> and you know oh, what wow. i bet he would agree to do it i do i think he
4: would. i didn't say like that i like
0: that i like that okay let's do takia
1: all right i decided to recast alexandra with kevin hart Kevin hart. <laughs> very wild facial expressions and stuff like that and i think that'd be kind of interesting to not even that, but he looked. I thought he resembled Alexandra even tonight in, in the movie. So that's who yeah. Okay I I went more with who a he looked
0: very like. different character then because Alexander was so composed. <laughs> I don't see Kevin Hart playing composed. Again, the unless Hollywood
1: he,
2: polished version.
1: He, unless he might put <laughs> <laughs> with <laughs> more, more jokes. <laughs> yeah, may put a little more spice spice called, into yeah. the into My the role system. or something. So but yeah. Right.
2: But you know, yeah. Eric, Kevin Hart doesn't always have to be loud and in your face jokey he could, you know, show us his acting chops and do something a little more subdued like Alexandra.
0: He's been doing some of that lately, I think. He had his own show on FX or something, I forget what network, and some movie, and I think it was he was playing a little more straight. Every comedian gets that point, right? Where they're like, okay, I'm done with the comedy and the goofy faces, I want to be serious. Yeah. With varying results. Okay, Fahad's next.
2: Great. So I have decided to recast... Um, Razmik with an actor for two reasons. I'm going to tell you the first reason, but I want to see if everybody gets the second reason. I am recasting Rasmic with the actor Tony Shaloub. Okay, oh, can anybody? That. So they kind of have a similar look. Do, can look, anybody yeah. guess the second reason?
3: I don't know who it is. Hold on. Um, because oh.
0: he's a monk, so it would be funny to see him paying for
2: sex. No, because he played a taxi driver in Wings. Oh uh, uh, yes! That I mean, was the first was, time I ever saw him. I love that show. Yeah, he was a taxi driver, so I was like, I saw Rasmic in a taxi driving. I'm like, oh my god, that's Tony Shalhoub. So uh, yeah. yeah, so that's my recast.
0: Uh, in the uh, in the Kevin Hart, so giving Kevin Hart a blowjob in a taxi cab and a car wash is Tony Shalhoub. Yes, <laughs> I can picture it clear as day. I don't want to see it again.
2: Again, the Hollywood polished version. They might just. <laughs> playing patty cake in the car wash or something, or a quick round of poker. <laughs> no, no,
0: no, no uh, pun intended. No, that was not on. intended. <laughs> You're getting robot on the barrel now. Oh, okay. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Okay,
4: Shelly. All righty. So I recast Dinah. And I'm sorry, I have to look at her name. Uh, then, has anyone watched Shameless? I know. Others. Anyhow. I know, the actress the in, I don't know her from anything else, but I immediately thought of her when I saw Dinah. Her name is Laura Slade Wiggins. She played Karen on the first season of Shameless. But since we don't do you know her, does
0: this change the character at all?
4: Or? Oh, I think I she it. change the character? No, I remember, but I think she her would her do a mind. better job. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, fair enough. <laughs> Okay, so uh, I'm the last one. I had a very hard time thinking of recast for this one because honestly, I didn't want to change anybody because because of the realism of all of them. I was like, I, it would feel really weird to put an actor-actor in there uh, for me, even in the case of some of the actor-actors who are in there. Um, so I decided instead to go weird with it. And so, you know, Rasmick's wife with the fun, crazy hair? Yeah. She, she reminded me a lot of someone who, who does do acting sometimes. So I thought I'm going to recast... Yeva, her name, with this person, and it's Taylor Dane,
2: the Who's like tell it to your heart person.
0: Yes, come on, guys.
2: <laughs> you don't. Remember I don't her know name. her. I have
0: to look her up. I don't remember what she looks like, but hey, at least I, have like, I got the song. had like seven top tens in a row. <laughs> we'll take a pause here. Oh, that i what up. she looks like. So look up now. Taylor. I, I'm looking her up.
2: I, need look I, don't up I don't recognize her. Yeah, I need I don't
3: recognize her either. Look up the cover. I see the hair
2: in the '80s. I mean, most of the pictures are what she looks like now.
3: Oh, I see the big permed hair. I
2: typed in yeah. it,
3: Taylor Day 80s. Oh, okay. When I see her in the
4: 80s, yeah, I see that. I yeah. see that yeah. so that'll the be crazy crimped hair. She has done some acting, yeah. and she's
0: pretty good. I don't know if you guys ever saw that movie. Um, Oh, which one was it? There are two movies about a bachelor party that invites strippers over but accidentally kills one, and she's in one of them, but I can't remember. Oh. One of those is called Very Bad Things, but I think she's in the other one, and I can't remember the name of it. Anyway, she's the sister of the stripper who is murdered. So it's okay. in, pretty good in it. As you know, she can do it, she can pull it off. Um, so that would be mine. Uh, and since we're on the subject, I totally forgot to, to mention it earlier, but we talked about how James Ransom is in this and he's been in, he's in a lot of horror actually. There was another horror icon in this movie that you probably didn't pick out. And I didn't recognize him until I looked it up afterwards either. Clue Gulager was in this movie. And I know you don't know that name, but takia Fahad and I, we watched Return of the Living Dead, right? Yeah. He's the man I- I- in the beginning with the younger guy who who actually like released the zombie plague in the first place. Right. That's him. Oh. Uh, he- oh, sorry, I didn't tell you who. He's the guy in the back of the Rasmix cab. who the He's called the Cherokee. He talks about being Oh, Cher- that- oh <laughs> yeah. Oh,
4: I thought he was gonna yeah. die in his backseat.
0: <laughs> Kind of well, like something overball.
4: Yeah, I thought he
1: was just gonna just what was going on with him anyway. Was he having a heart attack? What was the way over there?
2: I don't know. I mean, he was very old or something. Or something. Very old that, and familiar that? with him. He was just talking to him like oh
4: he he told the story of uh being named by yeah. a female name, but yeah. Mia Mia,
0: right?
4: Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah Mia. <laughs> um the okay, the sad what thing. What did is... he
4: say? It's a good thing she didn't see what did he th- uh, shit he house, said something shit house. <laughs> yes, it says my son's shit house
0: um uh anyway it, not to make you feel bad Shelly but he did actually That actor did die last year sadly <gasps> I, re- I remember when oh. it happened too because I was like oh I know him <laughs> um and he but he was like 96 or something he was very oh, he lived a wow.
2: long life so
0: he was very so old is, yeah. <laughs> yeah so okay thank you all for this wonderful recast oh <laughs> and for being a little kinder to this movie than I thought you would be <laughs> sorry Tiki <laughs> do you have something to say yeah we've no one mentioned about the lady with the, the dead
1: animal. What did you guys think of what you guys think that was going before she's when she said that initially? Did you know right away that her anim- that she was grieving her animal? Or was like is she crazy? Like what did you guys think
4: about that part? I don't remember. I don't remember that part. Oh, oh really? I don't
1: because remember one, that first part. She came out of the she came out the, the animal Oh clinic. that was so oh, that was
0: so sad.
1: I totally yeah,
2: yeah, forgot yeah. about that. She came out, um, Shelly and Ruth, out yeah. of the veterinarian's office, and he's like, Oh, is it a cat? What a cat or a oh, dog? Yeah. She's like, dog. And she's like, Oh, he wants his name. And he's like, Oh, it's a well, so well behaved. It's quiet. And she's like, It's empty. Oh, think- God.
0: Oh, no. it's That's terrible. Weird, such a weird thing, because you basically know from as soon as she gets in the cab what has happened. But he keeps asking her questions. And you're like,
2: I didn't know. Asking. <laughs> well, I didn't know that that was what's what happened. I thought the pet is in there yeah you- i did too I was she was like, looking real oh, sad the you? whole time i was like oh my gosh
0: oh and i, just, I, else I forgot. That scene. <laughs> <laughs> just remember something else i forgot to mention um so i read an article today that uh there's a chain of restaurants called hamburger mary's and it's all like drag themed and they are actually the ones who sued uh florida for the drag ban down down there and got a stop on it and it's now going through the courts and it's probably gonna get rejected on First Amendment terms. Um, and hamburger, when she keeps handing out the flyers in this movie, uh she says it's seven PM at Mary's, come to my show. It's Hamburger Mary's she's talking about. And so they're, when they're outside uh and she's talking with the bouncer, that's hamburger Mary's in West Hollywood, which for some reason, Fahad, we didn't go to when we were in LA. I don't know why. But uh inside it's not. But I just thought that was very interesting. They they have locations all over the country, actually. There's like But only like 10 of them but in major cities so it's a well-known place okay so i think we can now rate the movie and so you all know the drill open up your chat please uh fahad's gonna do his his deal uh whenever you have your rating written in the chat just put your thumb up and when fahad's ready he's gonna count us down and um
2: fahad would you like to tell us how that countdown works I would. You just give me one moment. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to count down from three to zero and on the O part of zero, everybody wow. hit enter. So I see everybody's thumbs except key. I like
4: it better when you say row, the row part. Oh, that's
2: what I meant. What did I say? The O. <laughs> the o. On the row is when you'll do it. Thank you, Shelly. I <laughs> forgot my spiel. Um, <laughs> Let me type mine in. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, three, two, one, zero. Whoa, okay.
0: Okay, you know, I don't think it's as bad as (laughs) No, it's not bad at all. (laughs) That's
4: good.
2: Okay, Okay, Shelly, do your thing.
4: All right. So Ruth gave it a 2.5. I gave it a 2.75. Eric gave it a 3.5. Fahad gave it a 3.25 and Takiya gave it a 3.5.
2: Oh, nice. Um, so this
4: is a, a well-rated movie.
2: Yeah. I think it, it's good that everybody got over that hump and continued watching it.
4: Yeah.
2: Um, Eric, it's a 3.1 average.
0: Hey, that's that's good. That's respectable.
2: That's that above average.
4: Good. Yeah. I mean, you know. Okay, good. I thought this was going to drag me down. I thought this and was we weren't, down. but like a point, there was only like a... Um, Sorry, I'm looking a point. Yeah, a point difference between yeah. the lowest and the highest. Yeah. Hey,
0: awesome. Well, Fair. I mean, now that you know what our ratings are, Fahad, do you want to tell everyone what its actual, like, critical acclaim is?
2: Yeah, give me one second. Um, Tromeo and Juliet's rating, Eric, was 2.05. Okay, yeah. So just to put that, because I know you were worried in comparison to that. So this was a yeah. whole point whole average. above. Tromeo and Juliet, so... (laughs) (laughs) You broke your curse. (laughs) Mm.
0: Um,
2: Which was risky with this movie. It was very... But good on you. Um, So yeah, so here's something interesting for everybody to know. Tangerine's Rotten Tomato scores for audience was 76%, which is respectable for an audience score. Critics score, 96%.
1: Oh, wow.
2: Yeah. So definitely, I know I when I I think I had told this story when Eric mentioned we were going to watch this that I had mentioned I had tried watching it like a year or two ago and I couldn't continue the movie because I was only watching the first five or ten minutes and in that sense at that time I didn't have to watch it here out of respect for what we're doing of course I'm going to watch the whole thing but after the first five or ten minutes I was like I ca- I can't do this I can't watch this. <laughs> But then I saw the critics rating and I was like, there's got to be something more to this movie that I was not seeing. So I'm glad, Eric, you brought it up for us to watch. And I gave it another shot.
0: Welcome. It is a movie that you kind of have to adjust to because it's not like anything else you're used to. Our brains get on like a narrative and and stuff. And so we're like, we're used to what a movie should feel like. Um, So you kind of have to like just give it a. You have to give it 20 minutes. What, what, didn't we? It, wasn't that our like rule at some point? Like give something 20 minutes and then see like how you feel. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. forgot about that. Okay, well, it's now time for our next fogey to tell us what his movie is gonna be to relate to his uh, first season one first movie and season two first movie. Yep.
2: So as you all know, my first movie was Ingrid Goes West. My second movie was Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Not intentionally. What? Not intentionally, right? Not intentionally, no. (laughs) I thought a lot about, well, what are the common themes between those two movies? And it hit me. They both have a female lead. So I decided (laughs) to do a movie with a female, and I'm just joking. Um, I'm, I'm going to slap you. <laughs> Very obviously, this movie is about somebody going somewhere. <laughs> um, you know, Ingrid goes west, Ms. <laughs> Harris goes to Paris. So who goes where? And I already told you guys I'm not going to make you do Jason goes to hell. Or Ernest goes to jail, to camp, to wherever he goes. Absolutely do Ernest goes. I know you would have loved it. Um, yeah, but instead, I decided to go way back into the past. And do a very old movie that I think is a critical darling for people that I've never seen. I've heard a lot about, um, and I, 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 I don't, I don't think this is our eldest movie. What was the other movie that I had us all watch that was really it old? is Kane? Isn't Kane? What was that from? The nineteen what? I think it was nineteen forty-seven. Oh, wasn't oh 1941. Okay, oh, so I, this this will be our oldest movie then. Um, I've decided. We are going to watch Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Oh, are you excited? So she- it's the movie that yes! I was
4: hoping you were going to say that. I heard of it. When was this? When? when?
2: 1939.
4: Oh, my oh. word. Is that our oldest movie?
2: It, it will be oh, our gosh. oldest movie. Previously, it was Citizen Kane. So, by I forgot what I just said, Citizen Kane was 1941
4: years, or something. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. So, we are going to go to Washington with Mr. Smith.
4: Yeah. Um, By
0: the way, me. guys, I love it when it's like always somebody besides me, which is surprising to me, who asks us to watch a black and white movie. <laughs> Actually, it's been Fahad both times, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's been me yeah.
0: both times. Was and... it Rear
4: Window Black and White?
0: No, it, we... Rope. What Rope was black and white. Rope, yeah. And that was Shelly. Okay, yeah. I, I I really appreciate that. because <laughs> You would think it would be me choosing that, but... <laughs> And that? you would think it would not be me choosing it. I, <laughs> I, like, I kind of like black and white movies. I do too. I really I love uh, dialogue at the time and and um yeah. I, I choose to subject you guys to other things that you
2: like less. But I pay good money for my TV to have good quality color <laughs> images, and it's wasted uh, the, with black and white. Might as well just first, watch uh, it the I,
4: first time you watched like, movie, it,
0: you We were like, what's wrong with the? <laughs>
4: What I like this? to watch the older movies too to see yeah. like how they treat women or like like what they say about them.
2: Oh yeah, there's it a lot of interesting to, stuff.
4: Uh, On that yeah. note, I, I fucking hate
0: kissing in in movies from that era. The man is always like breaking the woman's neck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> that cannot be enjoyable. And then it's just what? like they don't move.
3: I don't know why they do that? I don't know. <laughs>
0: Thank you, Fahad, uh, for our next movie. I'm very excited about it and perfectly on theme, wonderful. So now I declare this episode of Old Fogies and Films concluded. Thanks for joining us. You can find us on Facebook and find our list on Letterboxd, our lists, because now we're starting season three. So don't forget to leave a comment or a review. Everybody
4: say B-R-B-B-B-J. B-R-B-B-B-J. BRBBJ. 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 BRBBJ.
2: Wow, we were great at that.
4: Sorry. <laughs> no, no, not no. all of us.
2: Burbija. Burbibija. Burbibija.